This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Bagley. Once again, right after I finished the show last week, the Jets made some more moves, bringing in two veteran players to shore up both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. They signed uh, veteran defensive end Vinny Curry to a one-year deal with a $1.3 million base, $1 million guaranteed. Curry's 32 years old. He probably won't start, but he'll, he'll you know come off the bench uh, in passing situations. I, he'll probably be that third down passer. Uh, he's been a great pass rusher since he came into the league in 2012. He's finished with a, a PFF grade of 60 or higher in all but one season in his entire career in the league. Last year in 2020, he had a 70.9, which is absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to see what Robert Sala does with him on the defense. Uh, I think he's going to be a great mentor to the young guys on the defensive line. John Franklin Myers, Jabari Zuniga. I can't believe how much better this defensive line just keeps getting and getting after every single week. And even after the draft, I think it's going to be even even better. So, great signing there. I love the move. And then for the offensive side of the ball, the Jets signed former 49ers running back Tevin Coleman to a one-year deal worth up to $2 million, very similar to the Vinnie Curry con- contract. But uh, Coleman played for the Niners the last two or three years. He knows the LaFleur offense, the Shanahan offense. And he's gonna he's gonna be really helpful in installing that offense to our young backs, guys like Michael P. Ryan, Josh Adams, uh, Ty Johnson. They're gonna benefit from having a veteran like Coleman in the locker room, letting them know uh, what they're doing, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And I, I'm 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 just with every week I just get more and more excited about this uh, this Jets team going into 2021. So last week we talked about how the Jets signed uh, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins from the Saints. It, it was a two-year, $17 million deal, but uh, when the contract numbers came out with the guaranteed money, all that kind of stuff, it, on, on face value, it's, it's only guaranteed a one-year, $5.5 million deal. So if, if Rankins just doesn't play well this year, if he's hurt the entire year, they don't want to keep him around, they can cut him for minimal, minimal uh, losses in 2022. So Joe Douglas running a tight ship here and making some great moves in his second offseason as Jets general manager. Before we get into the rest of the show, let's just break down a few other free agency signings and re-signings from around the National Football League in the past week or so. Uh, Sammy Watkins signed a one-year deal with the Ravens. If you recall, the Ravens were actually spurned by Juju Smith-Schuster and T.Y. Hilton. Ravens offered both of those receivers contracts, but they decided to sign uh, for less money on one-year deals with their original teams, Juju with the Steelers, T.Y. Hilton with the Colts, and... Ravens finally get a receiver off the market, but Watkins has had injury issues. He's, but Watkins hasn't always been the most uh, reliable in the sense where he's available all 16 games of the regular season. So maybe he can stay healthy and help Lamar develop even more as a, as a passer in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals signed former Patriots and Titans cornerback Malcolm Butler to a one-year deal worth up to $6 million. Malcolm Butler, and he's the, uh, the, the the defensive back who picked off Russell Wilson in the end zone of the 2014 Super Bowl. He's going back, and he's playing for the team in the stadium that he made that play in. So kind of interesting, kind of funny how it works out, right? Free agent defensive end Carlos Dunlap is resigning with the Seahawks on a two-year deal worth up to $16.6 million, includes $8.5 million guaranteed. The Seahawks traded for Dunlap from the Cincinnati Bengals this past season, and he was was great down the stretch. He was the, their only really real pass rushing threat. So the Seahawks bring back a very important piece of that defense. Good for them. Buccaneers bringing back another piece of that Super Bowl roster, re-signing running back Leonard Fournette 
to a one-year deal. Lombardi Lenny gets a chance to reprise his role as the playoff running back for the Buccaneers going to 2021. As of right now, the only remaining Buccaneers free agent who was on the team last year who is still not re-signed with anybody or signed re-signed with the Buccaneers is Antonio Brown. And at this point, I'd have to say he's either going to going back to Tampa Bay or to Seattle. I, I know the Seahawks wanted him last year when he was getting uh, taken off the commissioners com, excuse me commissioners exempt list. Speaking of the Seahawks, they gave wide receiver Tyler Lockett a four-year, $69.2 million contract extension, including $37 million guaranteed. Lockett's one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL, and he's been uh, nothing but reliable for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Now that that's out of the way, we can get into the actual major stories of, of the past week. So, last Friday, the Dolphins traded num- the number three overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers for the number 12th overall pick a 2022 third-round pick, a first-round pick in 2022, and a first-round pick in 2023. And then the Eagles traded picks number 6 and a number 156 overall to the Dolphins in exchange for number 12 overall, number 123 overall, and a 2022 first-round pick. So I'm just going to break this down a little bit easier for for, uh, anyone listening to understand. So the Dolphins traded back from the number 3 overall pick to the 12th pick and gained two first-round picks, and a third-round pick in the process. So now the Dolphins are sitting at 12, and the Niners are sitting at 3. The Eagles then traded the 6th overall pick, which they held, to the Dolphins in exchange for the 12th pick. They traded back. So the Dolphins were able to go from 3 to 12, back to 6, and were able to garner two first-round picks and like two-thirds in the process. Niners traded up to 3. And the Eagles, got, uh, going back to 12, get an extra first-round pick next year. And a few other late-round picks. So let's go Let's go team by team and, and break down what this means for the Dolphins, Niners, and Eagles. So the Niners traded up, obviously, with a quarterback in mind. There's obviously somebody they want. And it, if they're trading up to three, that means they believe that there is three franchise quarterbacks in this draft. Because obviously you have Lawrence going one. You have the Jets, Jets who are going to take a quarterback, or whoever that may be. And you, you have a third quarterback left over. That, 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 that's either going to be Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. The Niners have to be in love with at least two or two of those guys to, to be able to say, okay, we're comfortable going to number three, knowing that two of them are going to be off the board already. So uh, Niners probably going to gonna keep Jimmy G at least for the first few games, maybe the whole season next year. If they draft a quarterback, I, I would expect them to sit for a little bit. I don't think they're going to be ready to go week one, which makes which leads me to believe that it's going to be either Justin Fields or Trey Lance, because both of those prospects, as talented as they are, have, have, have been said that they need a, a they, they need some time to get used to the NFL. Like um, they're, they're not as polished as, as they could be. So to me, that's what the pick is looking like. The Dolphins, who moved from 3 to 12 back to 6, are probably going to be looking for a weapon for Tua Tungle-Vailoa because there's a lot of really great offensive weapons that are going to be going off, flying off the board in the early rounds of the draft. You can look at Jamar Chase, you can look at Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, or maybe they could even take left tackle Panay Sewell. You know? What the Dolphins did here is they just, I think they have two first round picks in every draft for the next three years. They're, they're set up to compete for a long time, and as <laughs> being the Jets fan that I am, I absolutely hate it. So um, all they have to do now is just hit on those picks. And when it comes to the Eagles, the Eagles are in, in no position to, to be trading up. I, I, there was a report that came out that the, they, they were looking to trade up for Zach Wilson, but they didn't think he was going to be there. 
and I, I I think them them trading back is just trying to trying to get some more assets over the next few years because they they're they're pretty deep in the salary cap. They don't have a lot of money to spend, so that they need those first round picks so they can have these players on these cheaper rookie contracts. And just uh, every organization made a move that was best for them. So one last little tidbit of information: the NFL officially voted for a 17 game regular season, and the AFC will be hosting the 17th game of the regular season this year. So the NFC North will face the AFC West, the NFC East faces the AFC East, the NFC South meets the AFC South, and the NFC West plays the AFC North. A little confusing, but it's, that's just how it's going to play out this year. So the AFC is hosting the games this year, NFC will host the 17th game in 2022, AFC will host in 2023, and, and you know, so on. So the Jets are going to be playing the Eagles this year, and as you know, or you, as you may not know, the Eagles have are undefeated against the Jets. The Jets have never beaten them, so maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the finally the year we beat, we beat the Eagles for the first time, and that's going to be a home game that I cannot wait to go to. So you're listening to the Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwini. Now, after all these trades went down, I think it was time for another Jets mock draft. Now, I, I used the Pro Football Focus mock draft simulator. Uh, I, I, I used it myself as the Jets, only the Jets, and I just went in all the way through. I, I, I picked every single every single pick the Jets have, except for a potential Sam Darnold trade pick. I, I didn't want to guess on the value because at this point I have no idea what we're going to get back for Sam. At this point, I'm I'm pretty pretty positive that we're going to be trading him, but I don't know if it's going to be for a second round pick, third and a late round pick. I, I really don't know. So just ignoring that off to the side, let's just go through the picks the Jets have right now through the uh, 2021 NFL Draft. With the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select quarterback Zach Wilson, BYU. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you probably know at this point that I'm, I'm dead set on Zach Wilson being the quarterback of the Jets in 2021. I, after watching a few of his games, watching some highlights on YouTube, now I'm not a draft scout by any means, but I just love the way he plays. He reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers, and watching his pro day last weekend was absolutely phenomenal. He, he can just make any throw. His arm is absolutely fantastic, and I see a lot of Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in his game, and I think he's just tailor-made for the offense that the Jets are trying to install here with uh, with with Michael Floor and, and Sala. And if he is the pick, and it, when he does get drafted on draft night, I will be jumping up and down, screaming my head off, because I'm so excited to have him. With the 23rd overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select cornerback Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Now, mock drafts, uh, NFL scouts, and guys in the media have the top four cornerbacks ranked completely different. They have them all going in completely different orders, so this is just a a toss-up. And Caleb Farley just happened to be there, available at 23 when I was drafting. He is a great corner. He's got size and speed, and he can cover anything. He opted out in 2020, but in 2019, he was as dominant as any corner in college football. He allowed only a pass rating of 26.8, which is absolutely insane. And obviously, our cornerback room needs some help right now, and that's one of the biggest holes on on the, on the uh, roster right now. And Caleb Farley would be a great fit. I think 
he would be a great pick at 23. Kicking off round two at 34th overall, we have edge rusher Jason Away from Penn State. I was really shocked to see Away here available at the top of the second round, but he's an absolute beast off the edge. He's one of the most physically gifted edge rushers in the draft. He ran a 4-3 speed, unofficial at his pro day, and he can play both ends of an option play with ease. He took a massive step forward this season as a run stopper, grading out at 89.8 in the process. and. This would be just another great addition to have on the defensive line, and I'm sure Robert Sala is just looking for more and more edge rushers. You can never have enough, and this guy would be a great addition. He would be young, easy to coach, and I, I think would be a perfect fit for this Jets defense. Kicking off round three, we have offensive guard Kendrick Green out of Illinois. Green came into, came into college at Illinois as a defensive tackle and switched to offensive line his sophomore season. He's a, a great run blocker and he's able to quickly get into the second level and he can completely take linebackers out of the play. He's versatile, he can play guard or center, but the only knocks against him is his athleticism. He, he's not very fast, but that, that's why he translates more to guard in the NFL than I think he'd be great in the zone blocking scheme that Michael Fleur is trying to install here and our, our interior offensive line is probably our biggest weakness on offense right now. With our second selection in the third round, the Jets draft cornerback Tay Gowan at a UCF. Gowan is a, a speedster corner with the height and length to challenge taller wide receivers. It, it gives a lot of room for error at the cornerback position when you can cover the big guys and keep up with them. Uh, he opted out in 2019, but or in 2020, excuse me, but in 2019, he allowed only 20 catches off 50 targets for 274 yards all season. And the cornerback room, like I said earlier, one of our biggest weaknesses, and we, we need all the bodies we can get in there. So we're, dip, we're double dipping at corners. With our first selection in round four, 107th overall, we got wide receiver Josh Palmer out of Tennessee. Palmer has great size as a receiver, sitting at 6'2". Um, he, he's, uh, he's very reliable. He's got great hands. He can sell routes. He knows where he is in the field and uses the sideline well. He can track the pass in the air and extend his hands, snatching the ball away from his frame. The only issue with him is he's, he's not a deep threat. There's a lack of burst uh, at the line of scrimmage, but he's more of a 50-50 ball. He's, he's not going to be your deep threat, and if anything, th that's what a young quarterback needs. N not a guy who can who can lay out for the deep ball, but just, just be reliable and catch anything that comes his way. And I think Palmer would be great for any young quarterback in this Jets system. With our first selection in round five at 146th overall, I have the Jets taking tight end Tommy Tremble at a Notre Dame. Tremble is an athletic tight end who flashed dominance as both a blocker and a pass catcher in 2020. If you notice a trend with the 49ers offense in the past few years with Kyle Shanahan, um, there, there's a, a very heavy emphasis on blocking from the tight ends and also being able to go out and catch passes when they need to. And obviously we have Chris Herndon. We signed Tyler Croft to bolster that tight end room. And I, I think Tremble would be a great addition to that room as well. He's, he's not exactly as developed as you would like as a pass catcher. He needs to work on his route running, but he's already a great blocker. And I think... It's, it, would be, it would be perfectly fine to have a guy like him on in his rookie year just learning, learning the offense, learning how to be a better receiver, 
but also being able to contribute as a, as a blocker. So I think this is a great value pick in round five. With our second selection in the fifth round at 154th overall, we're selecting offensive tackle Deontay Smith from Eastern Carolina. Smith was a three-year starter at left tackle at Eastern Carolina, but he, he projects to guard in the NFL. He doesn't exactly have the athleticism or the or length to play tackle in the NFL, but he, he's very effective with his hands. He's able to jolt defenders with a punch and keep his head on a swivel, which is why I think he would be better as a guard or on the anywhere on the interior to you know just have someone next to him on both sides able to teach him how to block in the NFL and at this point we need all the help we can get on offensive line so another great value pick here at round five with the Jets final selection in the 2021 NFL draft round six 186th overall we're taking edge Malcolm Kunse out of Buffalo Kunse was a two-year starter and an effective pass rusher for Buffalo. He's forceful up the field and he gets a lot of momentum going. He's able to rush the edge with speed. He can take on double team blocks and he can show the ability to hold his ground and occupy gaps. He can slide off blockers and he showed a variety of moves uh, throughout his collegiate career at Buffalo. And I, I think he'd be a, a, a great situational pass rusher in his first few years in the league before he can develop into an every down kind of guy, get your hand in the dirt kind of player. Now, Pro Football Focus gave me an A- grade on this draft, and I gotta say, Joe Douglas should just hand the keys over to me and let me run the draft, because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm so good at it. <laughs> but that's all we got time for today. Uh, I think that draft would be absolutely fantastic. We addressed all of our needs across, across both sides of the ball. Going into the draft, our, our biggest holes are definitely quarterback, interior offensive line, and corner. And I think Joe Douglas will do, do, do the best he can to fill those holes throughout the draft. And that's how he's going to build this team from the ground up. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll catch you all next week. You've been listening to The Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badweaver.